Hey guys, welcome back to the Value Investing Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about CDSL, what they do, how they make money, uh, what are the different various avenues that they're trying to explore, what are their subsidiaries doing, what are, the, what, are the re, what are the reasons that you should be investing in the stock and what are some of the potential pitfalls that you should be, uh, you should be concerned about if you're investing for the long term, and what is the intrinsic value of the company according to us and what would be the best way to approach if you want to buy the stock for the long term. So before we do that, just wanted to say we, we are not SEBI registered advisors. So this, this is just only for educational purposes only and please take it as such. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. Excuse me. If you haven't done, uh, so you ha- if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. We're trying to reach a hundred subscribers, and uh, if we can, if you can help us reach there, that would be really, really good. So, so let's see. Let's discuss what CDSL does. Basically, before uh, they came into existence in 1997, what used to happen was if you wanted to buy a piece of stock, you you would go to the, the, the you would go to the broker, uh, like your local broker, or you just phone a brokerage basically, and tell them that you want to buy say 100 shares of uh, Apollo tires. So you want to buy 100 shares of Apollo tires, you call them, the brokerage uh, house basically will go to the exchange and call the exchange and then they'll get you a, a certificate issued in your name that you own 100 shares. And if you want to sell it, it's again a very cumbersome uh, procedure. You have to like, you know, actually bring in that certificate and tell people that oh, yeah, I own these shares and then they'll find a buyer and all this other stuff happens. So it was a really a cumbersome process. It used to take a long period of time and settlement periods were really long. And sometimes the price manipulation would be so high that, you know, the retail investor would uh, lose out. And if you've seen the show Scam 1992, you're probably well aware of how it used to work. And then the dematerialized account started to came about. So BSE started CDSL and slowly and gradually they've been able to divest de- uh, their share from the company to different banks and now it's owned by multiple uh, multiple banks it's, it's still owned by owned by uh, bse to a certain extent 20 percent of the ownership is still with bse and a bunch of other banks hdfc has a decent uh, ownership standard chartered bank has a decent ownership in the business as well so let's discuss uh, first of all there's three subsidiaries so we've we've discussed what the business model is based the basic business model and the three subsidiaries which are the most prominent right now is cdsl ventures so cdsl ventures is basically responsible for the kyc data that is collected from all the dmat account holders so dmat account holders can you know just put put their information up and they take care of the information they process the information it's all on their database and uh, that's how uh, this, that's what uh, the, the CDSL Ventures company is basically doing. It has the record of 3.10 crore uh, like investors at this point. And uh, they have like the e-sign. Uh, they're focusing on potentially like unlocking new revenue streams as well. So like GST, e-sign, e-KYC, KRA, all these other kind of things. And it's already like 25% of the business. So this is a huge revenue stream for them uh, already. We'll discuss the revenue streams. So I just wanted to, before that, I wanted to tell you about this. And then CIRL, so CDSL Insurance Repository Limited. Now this is a thing that I think that could be, that could become really huge in the future. They have 6.36 lakh e-insurance accounts already. And uh, what in the future they want to do is they want to like, dematerialize insurance companies as well not exactly but you know what i mean like if they like right now insurance business is all paper paper based so what they want to do is they want to like make that electronic as well you will have your insurance you'll have access to your insurance policy online you can go in there make changes you know see what is uh, what is in it what do you like what do you would want and all this other kind of stuff so that 
works out in that way and then third sub uh, third uh, subsidiary that they have also i think it's going to be really huge in the future I really like the idea i don't know if it's going to be huge or not but uh, it's uh, cdsl commodity commodity repository limited so what happens in this case is with this company they have a network of warehousing uh, warehouses uh, all around the country uh, it is regulated by the warehousing development and regulatory authority wdra and what happens is like say i want i have 100 tons of uh, wheat so i'll go to go to the wdra warehouse i will put my 100 tons in the warehouse they'll issue me a receipt saying that the 100 tons is say 50 50000 uh, worth 50000 rupees so i'll get an uh, i'll get a certificate issued to, to uh, in in my name uh with saying that i've already deposited my crop there and i have and it is worth 50000 rupees i'll go to a bank i'll put that check in in and then i'll get the i'll get the money and they'll obviously take a margin so say like they take 3% of the margin they'll keep the 15 uh, they'll keep the 1500 i'll get the 48500 and they'll basically take care of all this infrastructure that that is around it i think the thing with the company is like as we can, as we talking about it and i think you should also you can also maybe acknowledge that is they have this huge infrastructure that they can you know build in the future this, this is a tipping point moment uh, for the company as well as for the like for the economy our like our country has such a huge potential when it comes to like the moving online with a lot of things that we've been able to like we've been doing in the past and the way the modern economies work most of the things happen online most of the thing is digitalized and if you can if you can leverage that digital potential future growth uh, through a company that is listed on the stock exchange this is i think this is the only company that is listed only depository that is listed on the asia in in asia pacific on the stock exchange so that is huge i think the potential over here is huge the mode business there are so many things that you can do with it so before we do that let's just discuss what their revenue streams are various different revenue streams the 44.34% of their income comes from transaction charges so that's basically you and me putting in bids and uh buying and selling stocks so they the they the brokerage charges you money and then the brokerage pays a certain amount to cdsl so that's where they make the money so volatility is actually really really good for cdsl uh online data charges is basically as we discussed the cdsl ventures company uh has the kyc documents uh with them and as uh, as and when the more like as as more accounts are opening the more amount of money they're making through the online data charges you can see the bars they're actually uh, they look really nice for for uh, for an investor it's almost like doubling everything is obviously the base here is the covid uh, covid quarter but still looks really good annual issue issuer charges this is the amount of money they charge to uh, companies who want to get listed on the exchanges so they come to C- they come to cdsl they issue their securities and cdsl dematerializes those issues so as we discussed earlier that earlier it used to be all paper based but cdsl creates the like has this infrastructure where they dematerialize all those securities and uh, provide it uh, to provide the those to the value, uh, to the investors and uh, that's how they make money as well they have the charge certain amount of fees every every year depending on what kind of listing it is what kind of instruments that you are getting access to cas charges is just like admin charges basically if you want like a statement of all the transactions and all your uh, all your other details that that's the cas charges and other operation income just a little bit income here and there now uh, yeah so let's before we discuss that let's discuss what the numbers say uh the pe ratio as you can see is 
it's it's a little bit high but uh, as i say never look at the p ratios i mean that's not not super super important the profit margin is unreal like it's 50.22% so for every 1 rupee a sale they make 50% uh, profit like that's that's you don't see that anywhere else i think if anyone uh, looked uh, watched the madhusan sumi video we talked about the biggest problem for madhusan sumi was the profit margin which was almost like close to 2% so those kind of profit margins are not great whereas you can see uh, for uh, cdsl the profit margins are basically <laughs> like very very high and that 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 depicts a moat in it, in its own way so i think that's important roc 32.4% promoter ownership 62% so before we go further i want to like tell you something that i've i've recently learned and i think it's very important to explain it to you cuz it is a mind uh, mind opening moment for me and a mind blowing moment for me and i think that's why and that thing is going to differentiate between irctc iex and cdsl so uh one of my favorite investors uh, manish babrai he was talking about the hierarchy of businesses so what kind of businesses are the most valuable versus what kind of businesses are not that valuable so something which involves a lot of capital expenditure and has low margins would be at the bottom of the list but the top of the pyramid if a company can first of all earn high amount of roce on their uh, invested capital or high amount, high amount of return on their invested capital that is the best kind of business but if from that incremental roce so if they make say 32.32 rupees from every 100 rupees that they invest if they can invest that money at a even higher rate of uh, rate of return then th- that company is really good so 32% to begin with is unreal anything over 15 to 20% is really really good so if they can sp- if they can you know spawn new businesses at that amount of roce that company is become, going to become a really 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 high compounder in the long term so that is what they are doing with their uh, subsidiaries and the new subsidiaries that are, that are coming up they have so much cash flow that they can spawn new they are they are able to spawn new businesses and due to that their uh, their valuation does look a little bit expensive but it's re- it's really not if you think about it in a long period of time according to me so the second type of businesses are who have a huge amount of cash flow but they don't have a be- like a great use of funds for them so that will be iex the iex is is that like it's it is a huge it's a great business that generates a lot of cash but it doesn't have any incremental use of capital globus is the number one strategy and globus comes in the first category cuz like they've been able to increase their incremental roc from 19% to 29% so they like as time goes they're actually increasing their roc and an increasing roc trend generally means that the business is very strong and it knows what to do with the returns it is generating so i think that is really important and the third kind of business is something like an itc that is generating cash it does, it has a, a mixture of a business like it's not a it, it's a mode business yes but it requires a high amount of capital you know there's some issues and stuff like that so what they do is they generally either pay out a dividend or they buy back their own stock which they are not doing themselves but infosys would be actually a very good example of the third kind of business where they've reached a saturation point and they can't grow any further so they can either purchase their own stock or they can issue dividends which those are two things that they do in the long term so that's something i really wanted to discuss and that's why i wanted to say ki irctc might seem like a foolproof business but it's really not because we've seen during covid what happened to them right so cdsl worst comes to worst all they lose is maybe 20% or something like that and that is also we'll discuss how what the bottom side bottom line is but like this is actually a heavily heavily moated business If you haven't seen, if you know, what, if you don't know what a moat is, I would suggest to please go out and check out our video on the moat and what how it works and what different kind of moats exist. So, as I said, uh, why to invest? You know, like 
the company is a disruptor in every way the mode of the business cannot be cannot be wider cdsl is spawning other businesses like itself which have a high return on capital and over time are surely going to grow as a country becomes more digitized the balance sheet is very strong and the prospects are immense as well the earnings growth in the new uh, account growth have been stellar as well the fcf to revenue ratio is 50% 5% is considered good this company is truly remarkable like the amount of free cash flow that they're generating and the way they're reinvesting the free cash flow is unbelievable i've not seen anything like this in most of the companies like the kind of company this is basically this is like i don't know this doesn't get better than this so i think uh, that's that's one thing about this and why not to invest so there aren't many flaws that one can find in the company or the business model most of the income is derived from volatility so the volatility subsides the income will also subside so some might argue that the income the company has a high valuation which is not wrong in my opinion but i think it's not completely correct either i think it's fairly valued to like as as far as my intrinsic value calculations go which will go which we will go into the model is very like it's asset light the market cap is relatively small it's a mid cap still it's not a large cap so there's a huge room room to grow and i think they have 4 crore uh, accounts and uh, like the the margins are getting bigger and bigger as as the as the revenue is, as the top line is growing the bottom line is growing at a even higher pace so i think that is also one thing that's going to come into play like the so i think another thing to be wary about is as i said with irctc it's not that only 5% of the people travel in trains you know 70 or 80% of the people already travel in trains so the the incremental share that they can gain in the market is not that high whereas for cdsl over a long period of time this is a beginning of their journey like this is they are maybe if it's a four innings uh, test match they are in the like they're almost at the end of the first inning so there's a huge runway that they can they can still you know go on whereas uh, a company like irctc is maybe in the second or the third inning somewhere over there that they don't have too much to grow into so i think that is also another thing that you should look into like a heavily moated business which has a huge runway and like no competition is an investor's delight which you can basically see in the case of cdsl that they have all of those characteristics and i think everyone who is uh, who is interested in you know businesses for a long period of time and they don't get flustered by short term price movements i think this is actually a company that you would you should look into more and obviously don't follow just whatever i am saying cuz you know i am not uh, as smart as you guys so <laughs> you know what i mean i guess just everyone has a different uh, way to value businesses and everyone the way they look at companies is different and uh i think it's important for you guys to do your own research and i'm be, i'm i'm by very, my very nature i'm very skeptical about a lot of things cuz uh like just the kind of experiences i've had and I'm, i'm very i have i i have i don't have a high risk tolerance I, and i always carry a huge margin of safety in my investment decisions and that's why you don't see uh, a, a stock coming every day where you're like buy this buy that cuz that's just not how we do it so that was uh, my little spiel i guess for this day so uh, we gave uh, cdsl a score of 8.0 the valuation is a little bit higher but the long term investor can invest in the company and will see great results according to us the moat arises not only from the pricing advantage but high entry barriers due to the capital and the infrastructure requirements but also due to the connections with the dps and high switching costs this is not investment advice and it's only for educational purposes so cdsl the, the big thing for them is they were owned by bsc so they had all these like you know they had the infrastructure set up for them they were the early mover in the market 25% uh 
25 years they've been in the market and the thing is also they have almost four crore accounts so like for some people to switch from cdsl because you don't even know so like what happens is cdsl you don't open an account with cdsl the brokerage opens an account with cdsl or the brokerage is affiliated with cdsl so some of the biggest brokerage houses in india uh, especially for the retail investors are affiliated with cdsl so they have this inherent advantage now if if someone wants to come into the in this market first of all they require a huge amount of infrastructure they require a huge amount of cash because uh, the, the cash burn is going to be crazy uh, to capture the market in that case and then you need some brokerage houses as well you need to give them good deals so that they can uh, they'll be you know motivated to become part of your uh, depository and it's not that easy like it's it's easier said than done and then the management is really good they've been able to like deploy capital at a very at very high rates of uh, return and i think that is something that's going to keep on happening in the future as well but just one more thing uh, I, i want to show you as a as a risk uh, thing i think it's very important to point out if you look at this uh, breakdown of the revenue that they have Now the PAT is sixty three point nine nine. This is the consolidated quarterly financial performance. The MDI is very very high. So the MDI is market driven income. So the income that is dependent on what happens in the market is very high. Like so that's why you can see the bull runs in the market are cyclical in nature. So every they come every say five years. So now they are saying this instrument like astronomical amount of growth. They wouldn't see this for the next four years. So that's why I say if you're like a short-term investor, this business might not be for you because like if you're at the say at the top of the cycle right now in terms of the bull run, then the share price might drop, and then if the share price might drop, then you as an investor could have you know uh, you could just lose your capital for like say thirty percent, you could go down in a short period of time, but in the next bull run, the stock might run up three times. Like who who knows what's going to happen in the stock price, and also what happens is we've seen it multiple times when uh, when the share price is going up. all these brokerage houses give high targets like you should buy you should buy and when the share starts to fall what hap- what starts to happen is uh, they start selling so i think like they they start give you they start giving you like sell targets and stuff like that so i think that is important you should you should be able to uh, you know acknowledge that and should be should be looking at that as well as a as a as an investment risk but over a long period of time i think the best way to invest in this stock would be by doing a sip so like based on what amount of money you want to spend in the market if i was if i was in a in a retail investor's shoes i would uh, i would buy a sip i would say i would buy two shares a month no matter what the price is so if or i, I would set up an amount say i'm going to buy 2000 worth no matter what the price is so if it, if the price is say 1500 then i'm going to buy one share if the price goes down to 500 i'm going to buy four shares so that way you can uh, weighted average weighted cost average your uh, uh, like you you can you can your cost base would be weighted average and then that way you'll be able to make more better decisions in the long run and that's what sip is basically so this will be a sip in this particular stock cuz i think this could be a very very good stock for the long run so uh, this is getting really long so i'll, I'll just uh, wrap it up quickly with intrinsic value calculations so i took the march for fy21 financial financials for this annual revenue growth rate is 15% year 10 ebit percent margin is 60% uh i just based on what it is right now uh, the intrinsic value should be around i think 1150 rupees so this is after taking a huge margin of safety and i think this is not overvalued i think this is actually this share this company and the nature of it is really i think something that you should be in I I I would say it should you should be invested in uh, to some some extent but I think a sip would be the best way to do it because if the price falls say it goes down 50% which might seem like I I uh, it's it's not possible but 
yeah if I, who knows what's going to happen in the market so you might be able to buy more at the bottom levels i think this is not like it's not at a, at a cheaper valuation but it's not expensive either i think it's fairly valued and uh, as i always say you want to buy rupees for passes so like you want to buy a rupee uh, or a 100 rupee note for 50 rupees and if that's not the case then i'm, I'm not interested but this business i think is an exception that you can actually buy it at a fair value but you shouldn't be like uh, entering completely into it because obviously if something is valued fairly if mr market goes crazy it could like value value it super cheaply on a, on a on a on some days and stuff so i think it's important to have that thing at that perspective in mind and nothing against ircdc i had a comment so i think i should address it as well but the reason why i don't think ircdc is in comparison with uh, cdsl as i explained already that first of all they they don't have incremental uh, rate of return on their on their investment the market share is already almost captured like there's not nothing to grow into like what are they going to do are they going to like uh, like if the population is 70% right like if the, most of them are already using the rail service you can increase the prices but the, the, there always is an end to it but with cdsl there's there's there they're spawning new businesses it's all it you know this it's all asset light it is not going to be impacted by a pandemic actually we saw that a pandemic was actually a good thing for them and this is a tipping point business that uh, covid has led to uh, them getting them out of growth that they've 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 got something in the future as well it'll keep on growing but the future again if you're an investment if you're investing in the business don't think about it in, in terms of couple years or three years i think this is this is a company that you should be owning in your portfolio for 25 30 50 years maybe so that that's what i would say and uh for what it's worth and i would say please subscribe to the channel as well guys and like the video and please share it with someone who you think can derive value from this it took a long time preparing this one and as you can see we dive pretty deep and in, into everything about this company so hopefully you liked it guys and uh yeah thank you so much take care bye